now. Uh, Pastor Jackson, I think it's time to, for us to worry. Pastor Jadira for the children's ministry. Are we going to do this with the kids? You come. Let's take care of it. How are we going to do that? All of the children are going to come. But I'm going to do something about it with a Christmas story here. So we, all of our children from Children's Church, you come on up and you can sit down and be a part of us. And Oh. So, wow. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do a little preaching from the chairs. Is that all right? And I'll tell you a, a, a little story. When, um, when Pastor Jackson, who pastors our youth, when he was like one of these little kids, uh, maybe like, like Elon here, uh, he was like that. And he and his brother knew the answers to everything I asked. And I asked them, who taught you this? Our daddy. <laughs> yeah, so come on up. Come on up. Now, when this is over, uh, children, when this is over, do you know how to get back to your parents? Yes. You do? Everybody knows? Well, this, your, your parents are on the front row. That's easy. <laughs> so, okay, come on up, champ. Come on up. All right. Oh, this is good. Uh, now, now, can I ask a question? Which one of you th uh, uh, is thinking, this is a weird church? <laughs> oh. <laughs> she says, I'm thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said to you many years ago that we didn't have, we don't have to do things like, like our parents did them. We want to do the good things they did, but the Lord is allowing us to have another model for how we worship and how we come before him. Yeah. Yeah. Sister Stephanie led the team, and they were singing, so for me, they could have just continued uh, to sing, but uh, we're going to share something from the Word of God. So, how are you both? Are you doing well? You, everybody doing well? Yeah. I'm glad you're here. You're doing well, Christopher? Oh, Christopher's good. I'm glad you're here. And uh, many, many years ago, many, many, many years ago, we would do this, and we would have a time where we, we told a Christmas story. Well, what do you think about that, Jenny? You think it's all right? Okay, that's good. Everybody thinks it's okay? Now, I'm, you know, I was reading in the first service, I was reading something called the genealogy. You know what that means? It means like, you know what the genealogy means? Tell me what that means. Wow, you know genealogy. She says it's like, you know, going back to the grandparents and the parents before them and the parents before them. That's exactly right. It tells, about, it tells your family history, right? And so it, it, this is amazing. God wanted a family history on the earth. Yes, he has a family history. And so we, and we trace in, in the book of Luke, it traces Jesus' birth back to God, right? And in Matthew, I'm going to read Matthew today, the book of Matthew, he traces Jesus' genealogy uh, or Ab uh, to Abraham. And so Abraham is somebody we call the father of faith because he is the first person on the planet who had a covenant with God, like an agreement, a pact. In Spanish, we would call that like, like un pacto, like a P-A-C-T-O. Okay? So you, okay. I'm not going to get into that. 
because invariably I'll try to show off and I'll mess up. You know, so this is called, my subject today is called How We Got Here, Part 2. So last Wednesday, I, I taught How We Got Here, Part 1. And then I went to Kingsville since I had already sent in my notes for How We Got Here, Part 2. So I skipped the line. And in Kingsville, um, I taught How We Got Here, Part 3. So now I've got, I've got to teach part two, all right? So I'm going to read, and this is so wonderful. It's so interesting. God wants you to know that he's been thinking about you before he made the earth. He was thinking about you, your name, what you would do, and he's, he has wanted a relationship with you. He wanted you to be a part of his family. Can you imagine that? Now, I've seen rich people like, say, Bill Gates. Um, you know, anybody know Bill Gates? <laughs> oh, you know Chris. I know Bill Gates. <laughs> I, 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 I could say Pastor Jackson, you know, you're a rich person like Pastor Jackson. <laughs> but, but Bill Gates. Do you know Jeff Bezos? No. Oh. Oh, Ariana Grande? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So she's rich. Yeah. Or have you ever heard of anybody named Taylor Swift? Taylor? I think she's rich. Okay, she's rich. Now, so it would be nice to have a parent or grandparent with all that money. But God is better and bigger. He is greater. And he wanted you to be a part of his family. This is so big. So, so the, the, there was a man named Matthew. Matthew was one of Jesus' disciples. And he was um, a tax collector. That means he didn't have the best job. He had a job where he could make a lot of money. But they were usually corrupt. But Jesus saw him and he said, Follow me. And Matt, you know what Matthew did? He pushed away from his job, left everything, and followed Jesus. And so, so because God wanted him to be a part of his family. And somehow, through his interaction with Jesus, he then said, yes, I want to be a part of God's family. So just like that, just like it was written in the Bible, it's, it's written on the heart of God for you, each one of you, God loves you. And this is what I believe, Jenny. He is going to protect each of you all the days of your life. Is that right, Christopher? What do you think? Uh, I think so. Christopher thinks that, uh, yeah, he said absolutely. So let's read about the genealogy. Now, my wife told me a story once of a missionary who was trying to win people to Jesus. But he wasn't having much success. Then I think he either started to read the Bible or the genealogy. And, and so they all got saved. They came to Jesus. And he said, well, what made you come? He said, we didn't know you were talking about real people. And so here in the, in the Bible, God wants you to know that these were real people. And they had moms and dads and brothers and sisters. So let me read it. Okay says, the book 
of the genealogy, oh, like the history of the family, of Jesus Christ. So this is the genealogy of whom? Jesus Christ. So Jesus was a real person, is a real person, and he had real people in his family. He is called the son of David. That means he descended after the natural from David the king. And so the, Matthew wants you to know that Jesus Christ is really the king now. He's king. Why? Because his ancestor David was king. Yeah. So Jesus has the right to be king. And he is the son of Abraham. Whoa. What does that mean? It, it means that he's a part of Abraham's family. Therefore, he is the fulfillment of all of the promises that God made to Abraham. Wow. This is big. And so now let me tell you something before I get there in my message. So now because you believe in Jesus Christ, there's, there's something that God is going to do for you, has already done for you. And that is he has made you a part of the family of Jesus. Now you are the family of God. So your family has been enlarged, right? Made bigger. All right. Are we ready? Abraham begot. When you say begot, we means that he was the daddy and the next person was the child, the son. So Abraham begot Isaac. That means Abraham was Isaac's daddy. Isaac begot Jacob. That means Isaac was Jacob's dad, right? And Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. And the Bible says, and his brothers, because this is the first time God, did, God had a big family on the earth. Wow. He had a family. The first thing God did was he wanted a man, a person, and he had Abraham. Then he had Isaac, he had Jacob, and he had now 12 sons. So he had a big family, an explosion. Why? Because God wanted a family. And then God had a bigger family. He had a nation. He had a nation, a nation. Wow. So God has had a, a man. He's had a family. And he's had a nation. And guess what? Guess who his nation is now? We are. People from all over the world are God's nation. Yeah. So are you glad to be a part of God's nation? Oh. Yeah. 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 So we are a part of God's nation. So God has a people group. We have, we have some people here today from Mexico. We have them from Ghana. We have some from Nigeria. We have some from the Philippines. We have some from Croatia. Ooh, Croatia. And you know what? We have some from Canada. Where else? Where? Yeah, we have people. Is there another nation? Albania. Austria, somebody from Austria is here. Costa Rica, también. <laughs> Colombia. We have people from all of these places right here. And Brazil. Wow. From here. And you know what? They're all members of God's family. Why? Because they believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah. So... So we are the nation of God. And then the Bible talks about, um, he says that I, um, Judah begot Perez. Actually, I would say Perez. Perez. 
and Zara, and uh, Zara by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron, Hezron begot Ram, and Ram begot Amenadab. Amenadab begot Nashon. So that means they were the dad. Now let me tell you a, a beautiful story because uh, Perez or Perez was born uh, uh, from a mom named Tamar. She was not one of God's original people. So God reached outside of his family and he drew people into his family. She was called a Gentile. And then he says, David king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. So what does that mean? It means that there was a person who had made a big mistake in their life, but God brought them into his family too. So we are, we've all made mistakes, but God brought us all into his family, and he forgave us of all of our wrong. That's big, isn't it? Wow. I'm excited about that. Are you excited about it? I am excited about that. You know why I'm glad that God saves people who have made mistakes? You know why? Because I've made mistakes. What do you think? Oh, wow, Ellison. That's good. Ellison said he did it just because it's us. Yeah, yeah, that's us, people who made mistakes. Wow. And so he says, so Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abijah, Abijah begot Asa. These were all kings. Asa begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot Joram, Joram begot Uzziah, Uzziah begot Jotham, Jotham begot Ahaz, Ahaz begot Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a king. He was a really, really good king. He was a beautiful man. So Hezekiah begot Manasseh. Manasseh was bad. But then, right before Manasseh died, he said, God, I'm sorry I've been so bad. And you know what God did? He forgave him. And can I tell you a story? When I read the first time that God forgave Manasseh, I thought, I can't believe you would forgive that bad guy, all the bad things he did. And then God showed me, you've been bad too. <laughs> yeah. And so I thank God for saving bad people. You know, you, have you heard about the Apostle Paul? The Apostle Paul says, told us that Jesus Christ came into, into the world to do what? To save sinners. He didn't come to save good people. There were no good people. So he came to save sinners. And you know what Paul said? He said, and I was the chief. So Paul says he was the worst of sinners. Why? Because he persecuted the church. And he, he, he had people arrested who loved Jesus. And Paul says, and he had mercy on me. And this is what Paul says. If he had mercy on me, he would have mercy on anybody. Because I was the chief of sinners. Wow. See, Jesus is very good. But one thing that makes you different, you know one thing makes you different? He saved you while you were young and sweet and tender. What do you think? Wow, that's big. She says he saved us because he didn't want us to be like Adam, all alone and lost. Wow, that's big. Wow, wow. So... So let, let me read some more. I'm just kind of skipping through some of these things. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to skip your homework, all right? <laughs> but sometimes the, the teacher might skip something, but you wouldn't know unless the teacher told you. So, right. Okay, let's read this. Okay, so 
uh, Eliakim begot Azor. Azor begot Zadok. Zadok begot Achim. Achim begot Eliud. Eliud begot Eleazar. Now listen, this is really big. Eleazar was the dad to Mason, and Mason begot or was the dad to Jacob. And Jacob begot Joseph. You know it. It was the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So, so you find in the, the before Jesus, the last three in this genealogy, there are Jacob, Joseph, and Jesus, the three J's, right? And so he says, for all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David until the captivity in ba Babylon, because God's people disobeyed him. And so he, he allowed them to go into captivity. That means another nation conquered them. Wow. This is big. But you know something? No nation will ever conquer us. Let me tell I'm not saying Americans. I'm saying Christians. No nation can ever conquer Christians. No nation can. You know why? Because we are God's family. We are God's nation. Yeah, that's why. No nation will ever come. You cannot be conquered. No. Yes. There's a story that proves. Say it one more time. There's a story that proves that. Yes. Yes, because, because we are now the people of God, and we're also something else. What are we? The house of God, right? Well, because Jesus lives in our heart, right? He lives in our heart, so now we're the house of God. So can you imagine anybody being able to take over God's house? No. No. So I, when I was young, I heard a story one time. A preacher told a story. He said, your arms are too short to box with God. Ooh. So I don't think anybody can outbox God. Right? All right. Do you believe that? Okay. Now let me tell you about the birth of Jesus. In verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed, she was engaged to Joseph. Before they were actually married, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Then Joseph thought, well, let me just, uh, maybe I shouldn't marry her. And then guess what happened? He came to an angel. Oh, an angel. Oh, you know the story. <laughs> Who taught you that story before? I did? Yeah. Oh, I taught you that story. <laughs> <laughs> So the angel, the angel and told jo uh, Joseph, don't be afraid to, to take Mary as your wife, right? He said, because what has happened, the Holy Spirit just overshadowed her. It would be like the Holy Spirit being like a cloud just came over and he says, Poof. he just spoke like, let there be. So when, when the words of God said, let there be, what happens? The word goes forth, right? Right? So when God said in the beginning, let there be, and the, the universe was created. <sighs> let there be. Stars and planets and everything were created. And so when, they, when God spoke, he spoke into Mary, and Jesus was formed in Mary. Isn't that a beautiful story? Right? Right. Now, when, when God 
speaks his word into us, then, then, and we say, okay, I receive you, then Christ lives in our hearts. The, the Bible says to, says to us, in the beginning was the Word, that means the Word of God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Wow. Then what is it? All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Is that good? So Jesus Christ is now the Word of God, right? So when you invite Jesus into your heart, you invite the Word of God. Wow. Do you like the story? Do you really like the story? Okay. Let me read more of it. <laughs> so, so then, while Joseph was thinking about what the angel said to him, um, uh, Joseph had another dream. And in this dream, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and he said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to, your, to you your wife Mary. She's going to bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. What does he say? And he will save his people from their sins. He will save us. So Paul says, Jesus came to save people from sins. What, what, is, it? what is a sin? Oh, it's something wrong. Something you said, so you did, and what? And even thought about it. Woo. So you said, you did it, you thought about it. Wow. Do the, do the boys know anything about what sin is? <laughs> okay. What, what? Say it again. Oh. Oh. Listen, I know your mama and your grandma and your, your granddaddy and your daddy. And I'm going to tell them that that boy is waiting on the harder question. Give him a hard. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> waiting on the hard questions. <laughs> oh, Lord. Help me, senor. So, listen what he said. Okay. Now, let me tell you something that you may not know. Because Adam... Our, our forefather after this human body sinned against God, then we were born sinners. So even before we said something, before we thought something, and before we did something, we were, we were sinners. And so Jesus came to save us from that, to make us children of God. Okay? So now let's, let me finish this. <laughs> so the Bible says he will save them from their sins. Jesus will save his people from their sins. Now, and this was the fulfillment when Jesus was born, this was the fulfillment of the word of God. And what was the word of God? The, 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 the prophet. There was a prophet. You know, do you know what a, who a prophet is or what a prophet is? You know. It's someone who comes to deliver the message of God. Somebody who, to give a message of God. Is that a good word? Is that true? Okay. What about the boys? Is that a hard enough question? One of the boys says it's still not hard enough. <laughs> I'm not going to tell any of you their last names. <laughs> so, the, so the prophet said, this was the prophecy. He said, behold, if somebody says, behold, what do you do? You stop and you look. 
Right? What do you do? Ah! She said, ah! So behold, he says, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Right? Emmanuel. Does anybody know what Emmanuel means? That's a hard question, boys. <laughs> it means... It, okay. I'll give you the answer so that you can answer it next time. It'll be easy. It, what are you saying? Oh. Did, did you give him that answer? Oh. <laughs> so, oh, you already knew it. Okay. It means God with us. Emmanuel is God with us. So he says he already knew it. You know why he knew it? Your mom told you. I was about to give credit to your daddy. All right, let's go. I, I got to get to the end of this. Okay, verse 24 says, Then Joseph being aroused from sleep. When you are aroused from sleep, what happens? Wake you up? Yeah, you're you're. Yes. Okay, he was aroused from sleep because the angel said uh, his name shall be uh, Emmanuel, God with us. And so later on, what he did was he got up from sleep and, and he, he, he married uh, Mary. He brought her into his home, but he, he didn't act like he was married. He just brought her into his home so he could take good care of her. And then when she had, then she later had the baby Jesus. Wow. Is that amazing? Do you know where Jesus was born? Anybody? He was born on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Which is tomorrow. It, it, oh, and which is tomorrow. Okay. I'm excited because tomorrow's his birthday. Was it? Tomorrow's his birthday, so I'm Oh, oh, yeah, I'm excited about Christmas, too. And wh where was Jesus born in the world? In what? In a stable. In a stable. Yes, he was born in a stable, like a barn. Well, isn't that something? You know what, what I remember? You know what Mr. Steve says? You know Mr. Steve Eisenhower? You don't know Mr. Steve. You need to know him. I tell him to come to church more often. I'll tell him. But you know one time what he told me? He said, he said, you know, he said, Jesus being born in a stable was what we should have expected. I said, what do you mean? He said, where else would a lamb be born? Yeah. Yeah. So, Wow. So Jesus is the Lamb of God, right? Do you know why he's called the Lamb of God? Sort of. Is it? He's the Son of God. Because he's the Son of God, that's good. Because, because he's going to die for me. Yeah, he's a sacrificial lamb. So he lived a sacrificial life. Do you know what it means to live a sacrificial life? No, not... Say it one more time. You would die for somebody else if they were Okay. So, like every day, you will die for somebody else, like give your life for others, right? Yeah. So, you live a, a life that's called a sacrificial life. You know what that means, uh, son of a preacher? This is what it means. <laughs> it, it, means it means that everything you want, you don't demand it, right? That's, that's right. That's right. You don't demand it. You live your life for others, right? So you, do you like living the Christian life like that? Yeah. And sometimes it's hard sometimes, but you still do it, right? You do it because your mom and dad encourage you to do it? Yeah. And what else? 
What you, you wanted to say something? Oh, you didn't. All right, super. Now I'm gonna. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. Okay. Now the last thing I'm gonna say is that Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem because the prophet had prophesied that he would be born in Bethlehem of Judah. It's the smallest place, but it was not the most, uh, most significant. It was, not, it was not insignificant. It was small, but not insignificant. The small became the most significant place in the nation. And sometimes when you're born in places like, say, Corpus Christi, you know, it's like, Corpus what? Corpus Christi. Maybe you were born in Benavides. Or maybe you were born in Laredo. Who said Laredo? Yeah, were you born in Laredo? Ooh. Ooh, they have good things in Laredo. I heard the best fajitas in Texas. Yeah. But you may be born in a place that nobody knows, but, but God can bring you up there. Jesus was born in a small place, but now you know who, what he's called? King of kings, Lord of lords. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, now my, I have a, a question I'm going to ask you. Has each one of you given your heart to Jesus? Yes. You did? Okay. Eli, have you given your heart to Jesus? You too? Yes. Oh, yes. Everybody? Elon also, huh? Elon, man, wow. Hello, brother. Yeah, you're, you're a brother. Hi. So, could, may we pray together? Okay. Let us pray. And um, I want you to repeat after me. Okay? Dear Lord, thank you for saving me. I ask that you would also save my friends and save their parents and save their parents' parents in Jesus' name. Lord, help me to always live a Christian life and I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you for what you have done. And I believe what you have done for me, what you have done for me, can never be undone. I love you, Jesus. Amen. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes? Well, say it one more time. Oh, well, I left that part out. <laughs> she wanted me, I didn't talk about King Herod. <laughs> well, let's just say I left out a lot of the bad characters today. But I'll tell you what I will do. Um, maybe next Sunday, 
maybe next Sunday or one of those Sundays, I will talk more about King Herod, okay? And I'll tell you, he was a bad man, wasn't he? He was a very bad man. Can, may I tell you another part of the story? I thought it was too gruesome to tell you about. And I wasn't going to tell you about it, so this, I'm going to show you what I did in my, 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 my notes. I thought, I can't tell. See, see how small I made that? I said, do not read this. And look at how small. <laughs> and so you wanted to hear about oh, bad King Herod. Okay, this is what I'll tell you about King Herod. Never be like King Herod. That's right. That's right. All right. <laughs> okay. I love you. Thank you, Pastor, Pastor Jarida. Thank you, Pastor of the Children's Ministry here. Thank you, Pastor Jackson, Pastor of the Youth here. I love you all. I love you so much. I love you. You're the best. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. Thank you. Wow.